Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm born to be a star. Hey, this is Eric from Standout Travel here in Sweden, and it's great to be partnering with Melfest Monday. Go and visit our website, standouttravel.se, to book your next trip to Sweden, and we're looking forward to host you. Happy Melfest! We could be rich like that. We could be rich like that. They can take our money. They can have it all. Yeah, yeah. Cause we're rich like that. Rich like that. Yo, yo, we're down the Melfest Monday. Melody nummer sju. Lite tomt med dotter! Melody nummer ett. Nu vill jag igen med Anton Evans! So we've just heard there the moment that both Anton Ewald and Dotter qualified direct to the final of Melody Festival in 2021, along with the other five performances from Saturday night's semi-final. 
That's right. It was safe to say that the result on Saturday uh, caught the attention of many on social media. It was a it was an opinion splitting result. I think it's safe to say. So there is plenty to talk about on this your brand new edition of Melfest Monday. Now, as ever, we will look back at Saturday night. We will look ahead to this forthcoming Saturday and Melfest's third semi final with a number of special guests, the first of which joining us for the entire episode. He took part in Melody Festival in 2017. He got through to the second chance round. We are delighted to be joined by Axel Schilstrom on the podcast this week. And James, you've also been busy with the interviews. I certainly have. We've been speaking to all sorts of people who are taking part in Melody Festival this year, including some of the best songwriters that Sweden has to offer. And this week, I've been very lucky enough to be speaking to both Anders Retov and Linnea Deb. So you can look forward to their interviews a little bit later on as we look forward to semi-final number three. And as ever, we will be inducting our third member into the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. So we've got all that and more still to come. You're listening to Melfest Monday, a podcast from the Euro Trip. That's right, it is a Monday and it is time for yet another episode of Melfest Monday. Shortly, we will be looking ahead to this forthcoming Saturday's third semi-final of Melody Festivalen 2021, which features some very, very exciting artists. But we mentioned him in our little introduction there. It is fantastic to have our special guest on this week's episode, Axel Schilström. Axel, it's brilliant to have you with us. Uh, just remind us about your own history with Melody Festivalen. Well, thank you. It's great to be obviously not here phys- physically, but you know, here digitally. <laughs> yeah, I've been in Melody Festivalen actually, uh, I'd say I've, I've been in it twice because I, I was a contestant in 2017 with a Swedish native song uh, called Näringen Ser and the year uh, after, I think it was the year after, 2018, I was a songwriter as well. So I have I have some experience. Now, just before we get on with, with more questions, and James, you can pick up in just a second, but let's hear a, a little bit of, of Axel's song from 2017. <laughs> that's right that was Axel's song from back in 2017 and with his experience it is safe to say we are in very capable hands here to find out exactly what it is like to be taking part in Melody Festival and and as we said at the top um, last Saturday's show was absolutely remarkable Rob you must agree that the show we had on Saturday night was just off the charts it was it was brilliant again SVT putting on a fantastic presentation some shock results potentially i think social media divided about at least one of the artists that made it through uh, to the to the grand final and also uh, the artists that made it through to the second chance round as well axel you were talking to to us before we started recording about about the hosts of course about about uh, oscar and anis who who were fantastic yeah. weren't they they were absolutely remarkable i i really didn't know what to expect when when it was announced that they were they were going to host melody festival but i was very pleasantly surprised by their uh, performance i really was 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And for both of them, the you know that isn't their area of expertise hosting. So fingers oh, yeah. crossed. I think it's probably safe to say that they will be invited back in maybe next year or in a few years' time. Do you, do you reckon? I really hope they will because they they just put the the show in another dimension. It was just so much energy and laughter, and I I I just loved it. So just a reminder, of course, as to the results as we saw them on Saturday night, of course, uh, Dota going through with Anton Ewald, and then also second chance round, uh, we had Eva and Iwa, uh, who were sensational in... In their own way. In their own way, that's the best way of saying it. No, that's perfect. Thank yeah. you, Axel, for that. And also through to the second chance round, Frida Green as well. Axel, what did you make of, of the results as we saw them on Saturday? Um. Well, I was kind of surprised i mean the first heat i i i had my my predictions right but i i didn't this time because i thought uh firstly i thought that um probably patrick jean was was gonna at least come to the second chance um and i thought that val and sami was gonna go through as well so so i i i would say that i had it all wrong but I, I had Doctor to the final in my predictions, and I had Anton to the final, but but the rest was was a su- surprise for me, really was. Now, Patrick Jean was one of the names you mentioned there, and we spoke to him last week on the podcast. And for me, yeah. he probably had one of the best vocals of the night, and he had such a memorable song. So I think, like you said there, it is it was a bit of a shock to to not see him go through. Rob, you we were messaging on Saturday night, and you seem to agree as well that he had one of the best vocals and you were shocked as well I was I yeah I I was shocked with the with the results as as Axel as you've said and as James you said to me on the messages on Saturday I really really enjoyed uh Wall and Sammy's song I thought it was fun it was very different to everything else that we saw in the semi-final on Saturday and Axel you said this before we started I think Dotta was a level above on Saturday yeah. she, she you know it was it was Dossa and then it was everybody else is that fair yeah yeah I I guess it's fair to say that. I, I guess it was kind of in my opinion the same last week when when Danny was uh, was in Melody Festival again because you could just see he had he's got such presence and, and it doesn't really matter what song he competes with it's just he's just a super professional and he just miles ahead of everybody else without being hard on everybody else it's just that he's he's great and it, i i had the same feeling with doctor because when she stepped onto the stage everything is just so obvious she's got this presence and this this just this presence that you know that okay this is going to the finals there's no question about it what's it like when you are competing in a semi-final with such established names within it as some of the artists of course who like Julia Alfreda for example who was yeah. in a semi-final against two massively established names like Anton and, and Dotta when you took part in 2017 you had Lorene with statements in your semi-final yeah. you know yeah. it, what, what's that like as an artist is it intimidating is it daunting well when, when it was announced which heat i was performing in i i would say that i was kind of devastated because i thought it was like three names that had obvious spots to go through and it was lorian obviously and it was victoria and it was jon hendrik fjellgren I, I just thought in my head that okay there's only one spot left to compete against like going from there are four places out of seven there are pretty good chances of coming through and then when I saw my heat 
it went to being like, okay, there's one spot and there's four of us competing <laughs> for it. So yeah, it was it was kind of hard. It it added a bit of pressure, I'd say. Now, a name you just mentioned before that, Rob, was uh, Julia Alfreda. She was, of course, uh, the P4 Nasta uh, competition winner, or at least the participant who won her spot through that competition. And for me, I thought she brought a, a style of music that Melfest doesn't really see very often. And I don't know, I think Sweden needs to broaden its eyes a little bit more, at least the viewing audience does, because, as I said, this is music that we don't necessarily see at Melfest, but people just voted for the same old style, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I'd have much loved to have seen this different style of music progress. What do you think about that one, uh, Axel? I actually thought that uh, the hook and the the chorus in that song was one of the strongest of of this week. But I I think it's because it's, uh, I think it's pretty hard to to do that kind of song in, in in a big staging. You know, it's so much about what you see and the visuals and, it, it drowned a bit in the big, you know, the big stages in, in the other songs, but it was absolutely a great song. And uh, I, it, it, it's coming on my Spotify playlist. It, it really is. But James, there was still room for the, uh, I don't know whether it's unfair to call them the comedy performance of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair. <laughs> We're talking, of course, about Eva and Iwa. Uh, Axel, I don't know if you know, because obviously our listeners are all across Europe. What are they like in terms of their standing in, in Swedish popular culture? Are they are they well-known personalities? Well, yes, they are. But uh, I don't really know much about... They're not that well-known. They are uh, established and well-known, but they're not like total legends, I would say. But people know who they are. They They do. Worth noting as well, even if they don't win, Eva set a record at Melody Festival on Saturday night. Uh, 77 years old. She's the oldest lady ever to perform on the Melfest stage. Um, but anyway, moving on to Anton is a name we haven't quite mentioned enough yet because he is one of those names that has progressed direct to the final. And he's one of these names that sort of split the audience a little bit, at least on my Twitter timeline on Saturday night, because uh, there was quite a bit of backing track. Uh, on his performance. Uh, is that fair that he's got all that going on? I appreciate everybody else may have a little bit of backing track as well, but that seemed to take the biscuit a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, you know, it's 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 hard to define the rules there because you're allowed to have some backing vocals uh, recorded before and it's it's hard to say how much you're allowed to have. And and also, he had uh, he had quite the volume of the backroom uh, background singer that was singing live with him. Actually, I'm I have to say honestly, I'm not a big fan of of uh, numbers that are uh, you know his his mic was <laughs> barely on, and uh, I'm kind of against that. It was a really cool number, but I think you have to uh, sing a bit more uh, to to get my uh, fair share of of respect on the on the Melfast stage I, I I have to be honest there the final word on Anton though it, it should be said of course we did see just how much it meant to him to have made it through oh to, yeah to the grand yeah. final and, and you know he was very emotional about it as we saw when he got the opportunity to perform again can you just talk us through what that moment is like because you of course got through to to the second chance round in that semi-final that you mentioned earlier that you competed in with some huge huge names you and Loreen were the two artists that went through to the second chance round you must have you know that must have been just beyond your wildest dreams when you saw the list of artists in in that delta thing 
yeah. I thought you were going to ask me about the finals, but but just don't because <laughs> I know nothing about <laughs> about going to the finals. No, but yeah, it was uh, it was obviously very very big for me because uh, as I said before, I I felt like I had one spot to compete for, and I got that spot. So for me, it was like finishing first. And speaking about the second chance round, the final name that we should mention is Frida Green. She, of course, went through to the second chance round on Saturday night. And she had some fantastic songwriters on her song, uh, Joy Deb, Bobby Lundgren, and, of course, Anna Bergendahl. And I think it's safe to say that you could imagine Anna Bergendahl singing that song because it was very much in that similar style. Uh, so it's no surprise, really, that she managed to go to the second chance round. No, uh, she she had we we, po- we talked about Patrick Sean uh, earlier, and uh, I think that we also have to to give big credit to to the vocals of Frida Green because uh, it was oh it, it was very very good uh, and actually a very good song as well. And uh, I I would have been surprised if if she didn't make it through. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. This is indeed the third edition of the Melfest Monday podcast. From us, me and James, you would normally find us, and still do, of course, presenting the Eurotrip every single Wednesday as we build up to the Eurovision Song Contest in Rotterdam. Uh, I should take this opportunity to say that it is a big week when it comes to the Eurotrip podcast, so make sure you are listening on Wednesday. And keep your eyes peeled on social media because we'll be announcing something very, very special that is happening later on this week. Uh, James, you may have heard, I hope you did, you should be listening, you're co-hosting the podcast. Uh, This week and for the rest of Malfest Monday, we have a sponsor, which is very, very exciting. The Malfest Monday podcast brought to you in association with Standout Travel. So thank you to our friends in Sweden for their backing for the podcast for the rest of this series. It's great to have them on board. Uh, And if you do want to find out more about Standout Travel, as Eric mentioned, you can head to standouttravel.se. They are a travel agency specialising for the LGBT plus community, whether it's weddings, whether it's just a holiday, honestly, all sorts of wonderful stuff they do. They've even got a wonderful little shop. So I'll say the website again, standouttravel.se. But now, Rob, it is time to turn our attentions to the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame, that part of the show where we like to highlight some of the best performers who have ever graced the Melfest stage in our very own unique way. We absolutely do. Now, we have already inducted inductee number one, as I will poorly call them, uh, which was, of course, the brilliant Mons, who uh, won his place thanks to his victory in the first Melfest Monday Hall of Fame for the best Melfest debut with his song, uh, Caramere. Uh, Now, James, has Mons indeed won week two? I think he probably has. He certainly has. Now, for week two, both Rob and I nominated somebody for the best Melfest staging. I nominated Mons and his performance of Heroes back in 2015. And Rob nominated something else. It didn't really matter because it only picked up 26% of the vote on the Twitter poll. So it's safe to say now that Mons is now inducted into the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame twice. Out of two weeks, he's in there twice already. He's a very lucky boy. He is a very lucky boy. I'm hoping that this week's category means that we are both forced to pick somebody else, uh, mainly so that you can't pick Mons for a, for another week in a row. Uh, we are doing this week in honour of uh, Eva and Iwa and their eye-catching 
performance on Saturday <laughs> night. Uh, we are doing best Melfest duo. James, who you got? Tell us who you got first. Very kind of you to let me go first. Uh, I think there can only be one nomination for this. I'll be very surprised if you haven't gone for them as well. I have gone for Samir and Victor. Uh, they've participated in Melody Festival on, on three occasions. First of all, in 2015 uh, with Groupie, and then in 2016 with Bard and Ochna, and then in 2018 with Shuffler. Shuffler, Shuffler. And I must say, I think I should get bonus points as well for picking Simeon Victor. Because in 2016, their song was written by, amongst others, Anders Retoff, who you will, of course, be hearing from a little bit later on in this episode. And in 2018, they were joined on the stage in their performance of Shuffler by Anis Dondamina, who, of course, hosted the semi-final on Saturday night. So just because of how serendipitous that is, I should get extra points. Excellent use of the word serendipitous. <laughs> don't say that you don't learn anything from this uh, from this podcast. Very good. You've done your homework. I applaud you for that. Um, for me, I'm going to take us to uh, Melody Festival in 2019. Uh, as we've already mentioned, both myself and James were in the arena for the final of Melody Festival in 2019, where we will have seen this song performed. Uh, my nominee for Best Duo in the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame this week is Hannah Firm and Liamu. And their song, Hold You. Now they finished third. In Melody Festival and in 2019, they finished on 107 points, actually joint level with Bishara, uh, but they didn't quite get as many televote votes, so they placed in third place. But I thought it was a fantastic performance. I think the staging of it was was excellent, and I think their chemistry was top-notch to boot. So there you go. We've had our say, but now it is all up to you at home. You can have your say and vote for either Samia and Victor or Hannah Firm and Liamu. Uh, over on our Twitter account, we are at Eurotrip Podcast. There will be a poll up at some point on Monday and you can vote for one of those to be inducted into the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. So that's right, you are listening to Melfest Monday. It is now time to turn our attentions to semi-final number three that is coming up in just five days' time. And I've been very lucky enough to speak to some of Sweden's biggest songwriters who have both got songs in this week's semi-final. In a moment, I'll be speaking to Linnea Deb. But first of all, I've had a wonderful chat with Anders Retov. Now, he has been around the block. He has had songs in more countries that you could name. He has been to Melody Festival on a handful of occasions beforehand. He's even won Melody Festival in the past and had songs at the Eurovision Song Contest for a handful of other countries as well. And I started off by asking him which of his songs have been performed at the Eurovision Song Contest. I mean, Eurovision Song Contest is also a blast. I'm so happy. I've been there three times, right? 2009 with Arash, that went in the third place, and then... Uh, Fuego, the second place, and with John Lundvik, ended up in, in fifth place. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy for that, of course. And uh, it's been 
so much fun, you know, to meet all the other artists and songwriters and uh, record companies and, and uh, uh, you know, all the Eurovision fans, of course. So uh, it's so, so much fun to be part of it. So looking ahead to the 2021 edition of Melfest, you have got four songs in this year. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, um, usually for me, it's like I'm, I'm working in, in, in the summer times to write some new songs uh, with different songwriters and producers. So, uh, but I love that. I think it's, it's good to have a, like, a, like a deadline where you working, you know, really hard and passionate for. So um, yeah, so, so mostly it's, it's like from May, June to to the deadline until September. So like three hectic, uh, hectical months, but uh, it, it's really much fun. And, and this year I've been working a lot with Jimmy Joker and Linnea Deb, and, and those two people are insane, have so much fun, you know, and, and uh, they're so great. So that, that, that ended up in, in, in four songs with, 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 with them. And also Jimmy Johnson, who is a great friend and an uh, amazing songwriter producer as well. So uh, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun the, this summer with, uh, with the writing. What was it like this year then? Because as we say, you've got four in this year. Uh, all four of them have been written by a man you mentioned earlier on, uh, Jimmy Joker. What's the relationship like between you two? Because clearly it's a good working relationship you've got. Is there a good friendship there as well? Does that really help the, the balance of when you're writing these songs? Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I'm so grateful to, to know so many good songwriters and producers now. Uh, so, uh, and it depends on sometimes you, you, you maybe work a little bit better with some people because you have the same energy and the same passion. And then I always try to go with my, you know, feeling uh, and, and uh, go with that. So especially with Jimmy Joker and Linnea, we, we met at um, uh, a camp, a Pitbull's camp in the um, Dominican Republic. So that was the first time I met Jimmy Joker and, uh, and of course Pitbull and other songwriters. So that was a lot of fun and we, you know, we had so much fun together and uh, the same kind of music taste when it comes to this, you know, pop music and, <laughs> and he's been working with, you know, world artists like Jennifer Lopez and Shakira and so many of them, Mark Anthony, and, uh, but he's never been in the Malifus Volume. So, and he was like, wow, I, I really want to try that. You know, you guys have done all this stuff. Uh, of course, Linnea wrote Heroes and so many uh, popular, amazing songs. So, and we were like, wow, it's so, so happy to meet you, you know, and, and, and work with, he's been um, working a lot with the Latin market. So, and we love that. So it was a good combination of, uh, of everything. And we have so much fun there at the camp. And then we, 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 we call each other and say, hey, why don't we, you know, start working together and, and see how it goes. So I invited them here to my studio here in uh, Billingbacken in South Sweden, um, because I have a hotel here as well and a and, and big studio and everything. So uh, we started to working here and uh, having so much fun. So it's been a lot of Swedish uh, good summer nights. Uh, so those songs that you will hear now come from South Sweden. <laughs> so does that mean is that the sort of style we're looking at for the songs that you've got this year? Where, of course, you said the the songwriters you've been working with have a lot of experience in Latin America, and obviously we know what the style of music there is. So does that mean you, uh, your songs this year have been influenced by that kind of genre? Yeah, one of them uh, with a with an artist called 
Alvaro Estrella. Uh, he's been a part of Melfest before with uh, Mendes. So his song is, is uh, you know, like a Latin pop song. Uh, so of course, that, that song is really like influenced by the Dominican Republic vibe. <laughs> but the other songs maybe not have that kind of vibe. It's very different types of song, uh, songs. But um, yeah, Alvaro, you will, you will feel that. How do you manage to succeed with all these different genres? Because I guess a lot of people might think if you were a certain songwriter, you will focus on a certain style or a certain genre. But especially looking at your, your, your past records, you don't just focus on one style. So how is it that you manage to be so, so, so successful with the different genres? Is it because of the team you work with when you're on a different song? Or is it, is it, does it all come from you? <laughs> um... I think I've always been a really music fan, you know, passionate with so many music styles. Uh, when I was a, a child, I was listening to like Supremes and Motown music. And then I went, in, went into the Melody Festival and, you know, listened to that songs. And at that time in the 80s, it was a lot of Schlager songs only in Sweden. It was not like today, but I really loved the Schlager, you know, the, that, that kind of vibe and then I started listening to rock music and played the guitar and was listening to melodic rock like Brian Adams and stuff like that I love that and then it ended up like with dance music like electronic dance music so I get so touched and I feel so close to many musical styles it feels like my what do you say mother streets where <laughs> but of course I'm not good in everything and, and I don't maybe know the skills to do everything, but I feel, I feel very comfortable in so many different styles and I enjoy to, to do it, especially if I've, been, if, if I've been working with one artist for maybe a couple of months, you know, with, with one typical style, then it's very nice to just leave that style and maybe work with totally something different, you know, like a, from a Swedish uh, schlager like Hasse Andersson to change to John Lundvik or whatever, you know. Now, of course, you have been, we mentioned earlier on, you have been to Eurovision three times before. You've got a lot of songs in contention of hopefully going to Eurovision again. So what would it mean to be at Eurovision for the fourth time? <laughs> that would be absolutely fantastic, of course. I mean, in, in Sweden, it's, a, as you sure know, but in Sweden, it's another thing because it's, we, we both have songs like for the Eurovision Song Contest, of course, but we also have songs that are part of the show that just for the Swedish market and of course for international market as well. But the first thing in this thing is Swedish and, and uh, maybe not the style is like kind of a Eurovision song, even if that's hard to say what that is. But uh, so we get, it's a different thing. Uh, some songs are written for the Swedish market and maybe some songs is more to hopefully go to the Eurovision Song Contest. So, um, so, for me, Sweden, uh, the, the, the Swedish Maleficent is such a big thing. It's, it's a thing where you can just show uh, a new song for a new artist and to be a part of that great show. And, and, and some artists you are there to really win, to hopefully win, <laughs> to go to your original song contest. So it's, uh, it's, it's a big thing and it's so many ways to, to be a part of it. And I enjoy all of them um, to make a song that will be popular in Sweden because of that. Uh, participation of the Melody Festival is great, but also, of course, you have a song like with John Lundvik, where we, of course, hope that he will win uh, because that was his year, you know. Uh, so it's 
it's it's uh it's so many ways to be a part of it and uh yeah that's really good so great to hear from Anders Rethov there. He has got three songs in this weekend's semi-final of Melody Festival. And he's written for Emil Assegard. He's written for Alvaro Estrella and Tusa as well. And on a few of those songs, he has written with Linnea Deb. Now, I'm sure you will know her name from writing, amongst other songs, Mon Zelmelo's song, Heroes, that won Melfest and, of course, Eurovision in 2015. And here's a very short snippet of a conversation I had with her last week. And I started off by asking her about the importance of Melfest to a songwriter. Well, it's always been a big part of my life. I mean, every Swede uh, is going to sit uh, by the TV on uh, Saturday uh, watching Melody Festival and so and so was I when I was a kid it was the biggest event of the year and we all my whole family and my friends were all sitting in front of the tv exciting uh, and uh yeah so so it was a big dream that I had how privileged do you feel that you you get to take part all these years because as a as a songwriter in Very. Sweden it must be mm. must be one of those things that you always dream to do and it's one of those things where you should be you were very well respected if you are invited to take part again but yeah um but there are also a lot of people that thinks that it's a bit embarrassing they don't want to do it like uh you know Melody festival and no that's not for me it's it's embarrassing but uh of course and then when you see them in green room you're like oh so you did oh did you write a song from it oh you did now did you you know that is that is that kind uh but yeah it's a big privilege of course I feel very humbled but I also work extremely hard it's not that uh, it's not like I write one song every year and it it's it's immediately in I write a lot of songs and I do great work hard work to get songs in Melody Festival so that was a small portion there of the chat that I was very lucky to have with Linnea Deb. Uh, you can look forward to a more in-depth chat with her uh, coming up in the next few weeks on the Euro trip. But it is now time for us to look ahead to semi-final three of Melfest 2021. And as usual, we're going to hand over to our special guest to read through the very difficult Swedish pronounced names who are taking part this coming weekend. Axel, it's all yours. It's all mine. Okay. The artists competing are... Charlotte Perelli, Emil Assegård, Clara Hammarström, Mustache, Elisa, Alvaro Estrella, and Tusse. Fantastic. Already far better than either of me or James could have could have attempted. Axel, just looking at that list, who is the name that stands out for you as the one that you, you would get most excited about seeing? Oh, uh, I, I would say that I'm most excited about watching Mustache, actually because uh, it's it's a different genre than than the other ones it's rock and it's always great to see some rock in melody festival and i would say now what can you tell us about uh mustache anyway because they are going to debut at melfest for the first time this year uh they seem fairly big in sweden itself they've had a few top 10 albums and top 10 singles are they fairly popular are they fairly well known they are well known, yes, but uh, it's been a while since they since they had something really big released. So uh, I think I think this might be a, a a restart for them. And I know that the singer Ralph Julenhammer has has been in Melody Festival and earlier, and I think that he went to the finals. I'm not sure, but I think he did. 
so people will also recognize him and he's he's kind of a big name in Sweden he's, he he has been on plenty of TV shows and he's he's been around for a long time so uh, I think that they can uh, they can do good I was going to say we saw in the in the first semifinal of course with uh, with Lilith's sister that that rock can can yeah. get through it can and that was a great song I think it's it's, it's probably good for the genre to like have it in Melody Festival and because it really it really makes people open their eyes to to rock. James it must be said surely that the, the standout name in terms of the the fair weather Melody Festival and fan would be two-time Melfest winner and Eurovision winner Charlotte Pirelli. Oh it's got to be hasn't it I mean we've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast we did back in November or December when all these names were announced and we saw so many of these big names coming back uh, Axel is it good that Melfest is getting these all-star names back in this year Yeah I would say that it it most certainly is uh, I think the Charlotte Perelli is is one of those that I think everyone everyone wants to see in Melody Festival and she's like Carola, she's she's that big in Melody Festival, and so yeah, I think that she uh, that that people might watch Melody Festival on this Saturday just to see her. Do you think it's safe to say that without the pandemic, of course, when as you know yourself as a musician, artists have been unable to perform. Without the pandemic, we wouldn't have seen such big names in Melody Festival in 2021, just because this is their only opportunity to to perform their music and to get publicity for their new new songs i think i really think that that the um, the lineup this year is is name wise very very strong uh, i know that that uh, people like i i don't think danny had had been on i don't think eric sade had been on again and uh, maybe not Charlotte Perelli as well there, there are plenty of names that probably wouldn't have done this without the pandemic so uh, the pandemic is actually good for Melody Festival, uh, I think. <laughs> now, we do also have some debutants as well, some artists who are taking part for the very first time. Uh, one interesting name is Tusa, uh, who has come from Idol in Sweden, and Axel, you as well, you've had experience on Idol as well. How much does that show prepare you for taking part in Melody Festival? Well, it's kind of a natural step because it's it's... When when you come from a season of idol, you really have you, you you have gotten used to to taking cameras and to doing all of that. And I don't think there is a better school for Melody Festival than idol. And it's a very natural step. Many idol graduates uh, go on to to do Melody Festival, and and it's also a great way of showing that I don't only sing covers. I I I I I am an artist as well. Uh, so yeah, I think he's gonna do good because he so recently have have like done this concept like taking the cameras taking a big tv stage uh it prepares you well especially when making it all the way to the final you get a lot of experience from tv singing and and taking cameras and and all that now before we do that awful thing of of asking you for a prediction having not heard any of the songs uh, let's let's talk about some of the names that we haven't quite got to mention yet which is uh, Emil Asagard, uh, Clara Hammarström, uh, Eliza and Alvaro Estrella. What do you think we can expect from some of those names? Oh it's always in- interesting. Um, you, you never know quite what to expect but you always hear kind of a buzz. Me being in, in this 
in this business know probably all of these songwriters and have spoken to them the last years. And uh, I, I've heard some stuff about which song might be good and which not might not be. So it, it's hard to say always, but I, I've heard uh, some things about some of the songs. Um, I don't know how to predict, but, but um, you know, one or two things about some of the songs. Yeah, what can you tell us? You can't just leave it at that. You, you've got to give us a bit of a tease. What have you heard? Thanks for today, boys. I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard that that um, I, I wrote a song just like this was before um, the the artist was presented for Melody Festival, and but uh, I, I wrote a song with uh, Linnea Deb. And she told me that the Alvaro Estrella song was 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 just amazing. Well, there you go. We also heard from Anders Retov earlier in in this uh, episode of the podcast, and he said it was a, a bit of a a Latin style, um, very influenced from from that sort of area. Is are you agreeing with that? Is that what we should be expecting from from Saturday night? I actually haven't heard the song, but even without without having having it, uh, making it through to Melody Festival. And she said that she was pretty sure that it was gonna be on Melody Festival and when they sent it in to the, to the jury. So uh, if, if you're that confident that the song is gonna be on Melody Festival, and it has to be a very, very good song. Now, before we ask what your hard to tell plans could be for, <laughs> for 2021, uh, what about your your predictions then? As you say, we've not heard the songs, we've not seen the, the rehearsals or anything like that at this stage that we're recording at the moment. But just looking at the names and what you know and what you've heard, as you say, you're a, you're a man in the know. What do, what do you think? Well, uh, I think that Clara Hammerström will do good. I think that Tusse, as we said, will do good. Alvaro Estrella will do good. I think I think it's those four and those three and Charlotte Perelli will probably go through in my guess without having heard the songs, obviously. Um, but I don't know who is going to the final and who is going to the second chance. But I think those four uh, might be the the, the going throughers. Uh, well, Axel, we will come back to you uh, next week, I'm sure, and, ask, and see how you got on with your predictions. Um, yeah. But we've got to ask about uh, 2021 for you. What can we expect from Axel in the next 12 months? Well, I'm continuing uh, writing and releasing music. That's like the only thing I can do right now. Uh, hoping to go on tour this fall because I moved that tour uh, three times now. <laughs> I hope it will happen. Uh, but it's it's up to the pandemic, really. Uh, I'm keeping busy in the studio, and uh, if I'm able to perform, I will. Uh, so I don't know, really. Back in Melody Festival on one day? I might be, but uh, if, if I were to do that, I probably would do a song in English because uh, I, I, I would want to win if, if going back. Axel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. A pleasure. For all the latest Melfest news, head to eurovoir.com. So a big thanks to Axel Schilstrom for joining us on this episode of Melfest Monday. Thanks as well to Anders Retov and Linnea Deb for joining us to speak about semi-final three this coming weekend. 
yeah, semi three, plenty to look forward to. As we've already said, Charlotte Pirelli for me. I can't wait to see her take to the stage. And also, that Alvaro Estrella song sounds like it could be an intriguing listen, given what Axel was uh, telling us just a short time ago. Uh, we should say special guest on the podcast next week. Uh, you may have heard her on the Eurotrip podcast, our usual regular podcast on a Wednesday. And she is one of the backing singers taking to the stage this very Saturday. So fresh from semi-final number three, we'll be talking to the brilliant uh, backing vocalist, Dia Norberg. I said to her when I spoke to her a few months ago for the Eurotrip that I think she has been to Eurovision more times than anyone else. She sung at Melody Festival and on a ridiculous number of entries. She's been part of the choir at Melody Festival and as well. So very, very few people in a better position than her to comment on what happens on Saturday night. Absolutely. And speaking of big names as well, as Rob mentioned a little bit earlier on, we have got a very big week in terms of the Eurotrip podcast as a whole. We will, of course, be back on Wednesday with another usual episode and another big interview. And then we've got some very exciting news to come later in the week as well. Yeah, don't go anywhere. All the latest news from the world of Eurovision on Wednesday, of course, of which there is plenty. And yeah, keep your eyes on your podcast feeds on Friday. That's all we'll say. Keep your eyes open on Friday and uh, who knows, might be a little treat in store for you there. So until you hear from us again on the Eurotrip on Wednesday and until next Monday's edition of Memphis Monday, from me, it's goodbye. And from me, goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.